Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. In, in fact. I'll take it. All right. Um, what do you mean you'll take it? It's indeed he is risen. Oh. Dang it. You're doing the Yoda version. Oh, yeah, that's right. Very Surexy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've decided which one is uh, the Yoda version yet, though. Very Surexy. Oh, very Truly. Very Surexy. Yeah, indeed. Truly, indeed, indeed he is, he is risen. risen. So it would be. It would okay. be. He is risen. It would be indeed, indeed he is, he is risen. risen. Okay. okay, that's all right. I'll take it. I'll take that one. Wow, just start off the podcast with a fraternal correction. That's welcome cool. to the podcast, Father Nathan. Thank you. Actually, I'm supposed to be welcoming the listeners. Welcome to the podcast, listeners. Hello. How are you doing, Father Nathan? All right. This um, is a unique time. I don't think I've recorded in the evening. I know. When you walked in and turned on the lamp, like you turned on the loon lamp. Yeah. I just realized this is all the light we have. Both loon lamps. Bone, both loon lamps and the the soft glow of the PC. See, we're not supposed to admit that because we usually drink. <laughs> and we're usually like oh, yeah. drinking by the noonday sun coming in the side window. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to know. Okay, they don't need to know. Yeah. They just hear the loon clock. It doesn't. It just remains remains mysterious. Yeah. By the way, if we're a little bit slow today, we just ate a wonderful meal. Yes, that should include. Do you have Do you have shoutouts? You want to do it in right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, as we're digesting, we can yeah. certainly thank these people. Yeah. So. Um, I got a package in the mail the other day, which, by the way, first, a shout out to my sister. My sister sent me, um, there was no box. It was just wrapped up in gift wrap. It was a diaper. <laughs> she, she gift wrapped a diaper. Full, Un- unused, I'm guessing. Thank God. I had to smell it just to make sure. But uh, she gift wrapped a uh, diaper full of puppy chow. Nice. It was super good. The puppy chow was in a plastic bag, just in case people are like, you know. Cute. Oh, oh, puppy chow is what Chex Mix and yeah, peanut butter, okay. chocolate. Okay. So it was in a it was in a it was in a baggie, but it, the baggie was nestled inside of a diaper. So that was that was super cool. Global family humor. Yeah, right. That was a first. I I had never seen that. I had never seen that before. So, anyways, a few weeks ago, I got a uh, a. Um, this is this is like months ago, because um, I think it was around Christmas. So amidst all of the other gifts that we got, um, we received a package of of two bottles of beer and a package of Slovenian sausages. Yes, um, and a card with a sweet Slovenian reflective uh, bumper sticker. Nice, and uh, it says. Father Nathan Goebel, you're Slovenian, which is true. <laughs> oh, nice. But uh, at the end of the podcast, I will reveal my actual um, heritage. Did you find ethnicity. out? Yeah, you haven't heard about no, this? No. Dude. I'm totally out of the Well, league. you got to wait till the end. Okay. Sorry. Um, it says, <laughs> love the podcast. You guys are great. Thanks for doing it. Blessings. Your Slovenian brethren, Mike, or Mark, sorry, Mark Kuchar and Adam Kristiank. Christjunk, Christenonk. Nice. Um, and so they sent us. But the reason why I didn't bust it out yet is because it was right around Christmas. And I think like very soon after that, you guys start another fast. Oh. Uh, so then it was like yeah. meat fast. And then I threw the sausages in the freezer. Um, and, you know, we had the beer. Well, anyways, now it's Easter. It's Pascha. And we enjoyed so, it so we immensely. Had it. But I, I will say... 
the uh, the sausages weren't like wrapped either in a diaper or <laughs> uh, like ice packs. So I was a little nervous about the the sausages. Yeah, they are smoked Slovenian sausages, but uh, the package said you still had to cook them. So it was kind of like what? So we're recording this now. If like in twelve hours we have you know uh, the return of Jafar, we're gonna come after you, Mark Kuhar. Uh, I know where you are, and I've seen where you slept, and your children will cry when they see what I've done to you. We'll <laughs> uh, be repeating that over and over again when you're sitting on the pot. All right, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Mark so Kuhar. thank you, Mark, Mark and Adam. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, the beer we're drinking is Lasco beer. And we also had the uh, the Gouda that was said I that oh, we yeah. uh, shouted out last time from the uh, the monastery Gouda factory from the anonymous listeners in uh, in you, Massachusetts. You put the sticker on your coffee. I I, I, I did bring my coffee in. Monastery something cheese. I, I shouted out last time. Oh, you. If did. you want to okay. know what cheese we announced, just go back to the uh, I think the Posca okay. podcast. There you go. Yeah. That's right. We talked about yes, it then. Yes. But we had it. It was wonderful. It we was had wonderful. Slovenian sausage, Slovenian beer, Benedictine Gouda, um, some Polish horseradish, which I bought, which was super tasty, and yes. Triscuits. And my stomach is telling me, rest, Father Michael, rest. Siesta time. Mm. Which is an excellent mm. springboard into the topic, which is gluttony. 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 <laughs> Gluttony is often gluttony. So, so glutony. I forget how this came to mind, but somebody mentioned gluttony, and the first thing in my mind was like, "Is that still a thing?" Like, like you hear about gluttony all the time in the ancient writings and in the fathers, and then you, I've heard gluttony very infrequently in confession. You've never heard my confession. <laughs> <laughs> But see, I, but that's why I, I wish it was confessed more because it's probably more of an issue than we know it is. Yeah. And so this, you can all you can all add it to your examination of conscience because I certainly will. I mean, after I did, I did a little bit of research today on it, and I was like, that's more prevalent than you would think. So isn't it in the? It's in the prayer of Saint Ephraim, isn't it? Uh, oh no, that's slow. Which we're gonna do on, on yeah, later. Yeah, and actually, as you'll see, they're kind of tied together. I mean. Gluttony is is certainly a a gateway vice. Yeah, when you read the fathers, it's not gateway drug, <laughs> iced tea. <laughs> it's not it's not something that you can say this is the this is why gluttony is sinful, and you're just gonna and you're gonna you're gonna stop at gluttony. There's always something that gluttony leads to, and why I, I was reading it today and I prayed about it a little bit, and it's it makes a lot of sense. Can we do a can we do a like a uh, an assembly at Catholic schools where we do something like a scared straight on gateway sins, you know, and I'll play like, you know, Father Ice Tea. Nice. That would be awesome. You don't want to end up prideful. I used to be like that, man. Gateway, gateway sin. Gluttony. <laughs> don't even start. This poor kids. That, that's, I think, what the problem is that most people say, like, what is gluttony? Like, we don't know what gluttony is unless someone's, like, grossly overweight. And then you, like, say, oh, they're a glutton. Maybe. But, but, but I mean, they, they certainly could be. They don't have to be. Hashtag judge I much. I want to judge. But, um, but, but there, it's more than that. I mean, we, we all, the, the, the sources I got for this podcast were all monastic. 
And when you see ma- monastics, in, especially in the East, they're like withered to nothing. Yeah. And it's like gluttony is one of the things that they often talk about. So it's not just like I eat to the point of being unhealthy. I mean, that is gluttony, but that's not the only gluttony. If, if I'm if I'm actually affecting my health because mm-hmm. the way I eat, I think that's one definition of gluttony. I think that's the definition of gluttony really? that most of us would assume. Dang it. Yeah. I mean, like if the way I eat is actually making me live less fruitfully, if, if, if it's, if it's shortening my life, if it's, if it's making me, you know, start, it be debilitated in my life, you know? Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that is. Somebody but. might've had a, a medium s'mores blizzard at <laughs> four thirty. This afternoon, but see, but see, that's that's see, that's not necessarily gluttony. Yeah, like, like it, it, it is for some people. That's one of the things that the fathers mentioned over and over again. Actually, mm-hmm. was that gluttony is different for each person. That's so, true. like, if someone comes to me and says, you know, I looked at pornography, that is always lust. I mean, that 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 is always a sin. But if someone came to me and uh, it's always a sin. If someone comes to me and says, I had this Oreo crunch banana. Extra fat blizzard, whatever it was. It was s'mores. Said. Okay, I said s'mores. that. I don't. Was, I don't remember. They had a commercial. It was a s'mores. I wanted right, right. to try it. <laughs> Why not? But for some people, that's not gluttony. That that that's that's moderation. That that is going and enjoying something. It's not going to affect your health. And, and it's, it's not going to. Yeah, and it's not going to be a gateway vice. It's not going to lead you to gateway sin, sin. <laughs> because you had one s'mores blizzard from Dairy Queen. So so the fathers do talk about different. Does it, ma- does it matter? Does it matter that I also had Chick Fil A for lunch? <laughs> See, no, no, uh, that that's that would be. No, no, my... no. Let's just get off me for a second, okay? <laughs> Can we just like you know talk about something else? So, could you change your topic? All right. <laughs> I was like, you're the one applying this to yourself. I didn't say anything. Uh... I'm just looking at you, plopped in the chair over there, rubbing your belly. <laughs> Lippy Kisner for the mighty Chewbacca. Oh, oh, oh. All right, so it, it is it is a it is a gateway vice, and uh, so there there's this uh, start off with a quote Saint Ignati Brian Kaninov. Is this a shout out? Yes, he's dead. Asking for prayers. He's a saint. It says saint in front of his name. I got this from an Orthodox website, so we we have the Orthodox saints too. So gateway vice. He says wise tempers of the stomach is the door to all virtues. Restrain the stomach and you will enter paradise. <laughs> this is being very blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Restrain the stomach and you will enter paradise. But if you please and pamper your stomach, you will hurl yourself over the precipice of bodily impurity into the fire of wrath and fury. You will coarsen and darken your mind. And in this way, you will ruin your powers of attention and self-control, your sobriety and your vigilance. Did you just say that it's people who intense. are gluttonous are going to hurdle themselves? They're gonna curdle. No hurdle. Oh, hurdle. Is that, um, is that what he says? I probably said that, but I think he says hurl. Hurl themselves. You are going to hurl your. Hur- you're more likely gonna waddle yourself. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're gonna hurl yourself let's, let's, over the precipice sure. of bodily impurity. Roll. You're gonna roll yourself. <laughs> your friend's gonna roll you off the uh, the precipice. No, of I mean, impurity. I I agree. The um, in terms of the gateway. Gateway Vice, um, I think that these are at the top of what uh, Dante would describe in the in the Purgatorio or the Inferno. Mm. Namely, this is excessive love. If you have right. an excessive love, you still have a good thing, but too much of it. Right, and that that would be lust, right? Yeah, lust okay. would actually be the highest because you're you're loving persons, 
You're loving persons, ah, but okay. excessively. Now you're loving like material things, yeah. um, like food, drink, sleep, um, uh, TV, you know, like whatever. Right. Those would be kind of uh, just bodily or mental pleasures. Right. Video games. Right. Like I've eaten, I've eaten probably two boxes of Gushers and uh, <laughs> three Arizona green teas. And played nine hours of Mario Kart. Wow. And just loved every minute of it. Yeah. Especially when you dominate. <laughs> when you're that good because of a lot of practice. And that Pretty much. could be a bad sign. Yeah. So then you have, I think below that, you would have greed. Okay. So you have immaterial things. Um, like, well, not that's not true. Like material things that aren't real. Like, uh, like paper money. It's like not right. even real. Numbers in your bank account, not even real. Kind of real, but, uh, you know, now you're attracted not even to, like, actual things, but to other things that can get you actual things. And this is greed. This is greed. Okay. So then gluttony would be considered a gateway, gateway vice, um, because then after that you can fall into, like, a deficient loves. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you have, like, you know, pride and uh, wrath. I yeah. think I think that's one's in the middle. Well, Anyways, and that's one of the ones that the we should do a podcast on that. Yeah, have you I, ever read those Purgatorio? I, I read the list. We were we were doing a companions talk, and, and some of you guys were mentioning the the hierarchy, and it, it was going to fit in with my homily that Sunday. So I went and looked up just I looked up the order. I actually didn't read the Purgatorio, but I, I looked up the order of, mm-hmm. of them from the, somebody put on some website. All right, sorry. So, I mean, it, it made sense, but the, the gluttony in the context, so I'm reading mostly Eastern fathers here. And so they talk about gluttony in the context leads to impurity and it leads to um, what you did to a podcast, not a podcast on it, but you read about it on uh, Achadia. Yeah. So, so in other words, it is, it is the under, way, way I understand it is when you, when you satiate your body, in other words, you, you give your body so much food that it, it almost becomes all of our desires become automatic. In other words, we're, we're not seeking the higher things anymore. We're, we're not seeking to go outside of ourselves. We're yeah. not seeking the self-emptying. It's like if you, you, we all have the experience. You eat a lot, you just want to rest. And yeah. when, when you want to rest, like you don't want the phone to ring. You don't want the doorbell to ring. You don't want your kids to bother you. You, you don't want yeah. to do any real work and you don't want to, you don't want to empty yourself. So what you want to do when you've eaten a lot, and this is why gluttony is a gateway vice. When you eat a lot, you just want to rest. And then all of a sudden when you're resting and not wanting to do anything active in this way, all of a sudden you become like an animal. You start running on instinct. And so you, you're, you're tempted towards impurity. You're tempted towards, you know, blowing someone off. You know, like I said, if, if your kid's crying in the next room and you're just like, don't bother me. Like my, my your body just starts slowing down. And, yeah. you know, Europe has this whole tradition of siestas. That's a exactly what it is you close down the storefront you eat lunch you close down the shop and then you have two or three hours of just rest now you can use those for good things or bad things but there's this that's what gluttony does is it leads to a lowering of the appetites our, our body kind of takes over our mind doesn't want to function anymore our body has been fed so much like if we feed our minds with with knowledge say we feed our minds with knowledge we want more and more of it if we feed our body with with food it just our body says, I want more stuff that that helps me. I want more mm-hmm. stuff that makes me feel good. If we if we exercise our mind, our mind works that way. And of course, being 
you know, human beings, hypostatic union, you know, we, we need the two to work together. We need our body and our, our intellect, our will, et cetera. We need these things to work together. And so gluttony is emphasizing the body over the intellect. We, we are, in a sense, submitting to the lower appetites, allowing our body to say, I'm going to run things for the next hour or so. And so that's why we're tempted to lust, because lust is a very bodily thing. It's a very selfish thing. Mm-hmm. I say, what what's going to make my body, my lower appetites feel better? And gluttony can lead to that. It can also lead, I mean, you you, you know, you think about gossip, you know, conversations that happen around the, around yeah. the table, you know. Pleasure. Yeah, and and so even one of the one of the monastics, and as I was reading, was saying, he pretty much he was talking about the Lenten tradition in the East of where during Lent you don't eat anything until after dark, and it's kind of like Ramadan is the same mm-hmm. thing the the, the yeah. Muslims got it from us. So you you he says you wake up in the morning and you, your mind is very active. Around noonday you start to settle down, and right before dark, right before vespers, right before the prayer that you're going to eat, he says you're you're the most attuned. Your body is your mind is the most aware of what's going on around it. You've almost purged yourself of of the amplification that the body has given to to focus on itself your body has kind of said i'm not being fed right now so i'm not going to make a stink i'm going to kind of you know go back into the background and the mind is then clearer the mind is able to discern things better and the mind is more active and then he said you know after you've prayed vespers which is kind of that you're the most attentive during vespers evening prayer then you go and eat and then you're, you pretty much just want to go to bed after that you know mm-hmm. so you, you eat your first meal of the day which is the only meal of the day you eat a lot and then you go to bed and so there's this, it, it actually weakens the mind because the body takes precedence. The body kind of overpowers what the mind is doing. And so if we're able to control the body by fasting, you know, by, by being healthy, by being intentional about what we eat and not giving in to the bodily appetites, then our mind begins to reign over our body. We, we feel happier, healthier, more joyful, and we're certainly more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about this. Tell me more. We would like to hear more about this at a different time. Kind of like the St. Paul with the Athenians. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. This is something that applies to all of us. Yeah. Well, even Thomas says, uh, St. Thomas says that an uh, excess of red meat and wine kind of arouses the lustful appetites. Mm. Because now that you've, now that you've like eaten so much... And like, you know, kind of these rich foods, right. you're, you have all this energy that's like, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. So, I mean, hmm. there's there's a much different, you feel a lot different if you had like soup and salad for lunch right. than if you just rocked like a Chipotle burrito. Right. It's like that you can, you have like a, you know, meat diaper in your, in your belly that you just want to like hold on to for a while right. and like ease into everything. Right. But like if you eat light, you know. Uh, I mean, granted, like if you order a salad at a restaurant like these days, it's like a like a trash trash can lid full of greens and whatever yeah. else. So it's super nice. You can get full on it, but um, there's just a difference to it. But my question is, like you keep referencing gluttony in regards to food, but right. can you also have gluttony in regards to drink? Can you have gluttony in regards to like entertainment, internet? Absolutely. I I think that that. You, there might be different vices, imprudence or something like that that kind of are an umbrella vice that includes all those things. Um, gluttony, I think, mostly involves what we give the body that slows it down, that that, that empowers it to, to reign over the intellect. Um, but I think those other things are true, and I think that's where that's where, where we need to be careful. Um, 
when we were talking about earlier about, about the body kind of working together as one as one you know body mind spirit functioning together um which is not the hypostatic union right 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 yeah you know. just, just claim <laughs> thank it. you for the just, correction just yeah we we are a hypostatic union though in ourselves we, we we are we participate in god's divinity and we're we're human yes i think you could say it applies to us too yeah, I'll I'm let just, you say that. I'm just going to dig myself deeper, trying to, trying to explain myself and win this argument. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. So, so I, I had this. I had this experience going back to how how our body and everything works together in us. Um, we, um, the, I mentioned to you earlier, Father Wes Eiser, our chancellor mm. and our the pastor of our cathedral and our treasurer. He passed away, and um, uh, on. Uh, Palm and Flowery Sunday, and so we we had we buried him on bright on Bright Week, and it was great. We had almost every priest of our diocese of our eparchy was mm. out there, and it was wonderful. Um, and we were all kind of sharing stories about him and and his in his various ministries. And those that worked in the chancery offices with him, the pastoral office, were were sharing with me some of his like as the treasurer, he was functioning this way. As the pastor of the cathedral, he was functioning this way. As a chancellor, he was functioning this way. And um, and then, of course, the other members of the pastoral council and the, the pastoral center that are there, they all kind of have their areas of responsibility. You know, when you work in an office, you, it all kind of functions together. The bishop then is kind of the head. The bishop... Whoa. Hello, Lou. Isn't that loud? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I need to take my headphones off. But This it says it's one o'clock in the morning. It does say... What the heck? Didn't you change the batteries? Maybe it is one I, in the morning. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe that was uh, somebody actually put on our, on the Facebook wall asking if it was if it was foul play or if it uh, uh, pun Jeez. pun not intended. If I don't think they put Jeez. that, I just said that. But it was a uh, if it was foul play or if it was uh, batteries and it was batteries people. We but um, the maybe, batteries are speeding it up or something. Maybe, but my it's on the hour though. It's 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 nine o'clock. Right oh now. really? Yeah. So I mean, it's the the hour hand is just being a rebel and the minute hand's correct. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Um, so anyway, we, we were don't talking need about, another loon clock, people. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, well, it's, it's a more quiet one. We can have competing loon clocks. Um, so the, the other words, as as the eparchy, as the diocese runs, uh-huh. you kind of have. At one point, he was like, "I, I got to act as a treasurer, and I got to overemphasize almost the, the the aspect, the financial aspect of the eparchy." So he makes a big deal about this, and then another person comes along, who's the head of evangelization, and says, "Well, you know, sometimes the finances can get in the way. If we're focusing too much on finances, you know, here here's I'm going to make." I'm going to put all my effort into getting the bishop's ear about evangelization. You get, you spend all of your efforts getting into his ear about, about um, tri- the financial situation. Yeah. I, as the vocations director, I'll be always in his ear. Oh, vocations, vocations, vocations. And the bishop's job then is to be a wise head, the yes. shepherd, and yeah. say, all of you, you're doing your jobs. You're supposed to be, in a sense, this sounds bad, but you're supposed to be competing for attention. Finances, vocations, evangelization, whatever it might be. And I'm the wise one to kind of sort it all out. That's what our our persons are supposed to be. Our yeah. persons are supposed to say the body wants body things. The body wants itself to be content. It wants to rest. And but the brain has to say our, our spirit, you know, our soul with everything that controls everything else, our wisdom has to say, let's keep all of this in, in order. It has to, in a sense, shepherd the rest and say, you know, you body, you only get so much. I cannot just give in to my body. I can't be a hedonist, in other words. Whatever yeah. my body says, I can't just go fulfill. I have to use reason and use my wisdom to do that. Yeah, Thomas would describe that as sensitive appetites and rational appetites. Mm. So the sensitive appetites would be kind of like the bodily pleasures that 
that we were attracted to these things, you right. know, like, um, but our rational appetites would be our, our will. So the sense, I think the sensitive appetites are the passions mm. and then the rational appetites are the, uh, it would be the actual will. Affectations. Yeah. So then in the, in the sensitive appetites, you're moved by them. Pleasure, right. pain, uh, despair, hope, um, love, anger, I'm missing some. Anyways, love, hatred, I think. Um, and then you see these things and you desire them, but like if you're constantly moved by your desires, uh, then you're just going to be attracted to whatever. I mean, there's a reason why I went to Dairy Queen today because I saw a commercial about uh, you know s'mores. But backstory on that, just so you don't think I'm just like <laughs> this total hedonist, people. I've been looking to make my own flavor at Dairy Queen for a long time, and I have been trying to create a s'mores blizzard oh. using like the ingredients that I would think would go into it. The problem is if you put marshmallow cream and hot fudge, it melts all the ice cream. Oh. So I've been trying to like get the balance right and haven't really got it yet. So then they came out with s'mores blizzard and I want to try it. But I was moved. My sensitive appetites were moved. <laughs> uh, curiosity, you know, uh, just like intrigue. Competition. Yeah. Can you do better, you think? Did you like it? It was good. It, it was good. Uh, the marshmallow was a little faint. Uh, I could use a little bit more like graham crackeriness. Mm. I actually thought the chocolate was perfect. Nice. They had these little nibs that uh, that would actually melt in your mouth. Oh. That was good. Cool. That was a nice try. Amen. So, anyways, but but then my will, my will is actually making the choice. To say I want to do this, yeah. I I elect to go and. But if you're constantly influenced by the vice of gluttony, you've short circuited the system. So it's like my will doesn't really have a voice anymore. The mm. bishop doesn't have a voice anymore. People right. in finance are just signing their own checks. Right. You know, vocation guy is just letting any loser in. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that 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 wisdom is needed, and our body needs to be in control. And I think that's why with gluttony is is feeding the body to the point where it naturally takes over i mean that there's feeding, certain feeding the yeah feeding the appetites right feeding the appetites until they the naturally body, take yeah. over and and there's and, and of course you're gonna it, it's like like people talk about freedom i mean we might have even talked about this before but when, when we talk about kind of the the secular world's view of freedom it's like well you can you can choose either way so you can choose to do something harmful to you or you can choose to do something good for you and they're both it's both equal that's what freedom is but if you look at almost everything that 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 we can choose like like, like drugs alcohol sex all the things that become you know, habits, once it becomes a habit, it's no longer free. So, so kind of, if you say I have the freedom when we're kids, like, oh, I want, I want to be able to smoke. I want to be able to drink. I want to be able to take drugs. Like, like the freedom to do those things lead to slavery. Nobody who has participated in, in certain vices, mo all vices, all vices become habits. You want, once something becomes a habit, you're no longer free. That's why true freedom is the freedom to do the good, the freedom to do the healthy, the freedom to do God's will. Cause the opposite that when we choose to do something that is that is not of God, all those things lead to slavery. If you go down that road, you talk freedom, freedom, freedom until you're completely enslaved by it. That was, I think, the brilliance of the uh, the um, euthanasia 
podcast mm. that they did. I mean, it was, it was like, a, or physician assisted suicide. They explained how those are different things. You know, there's something about once, once you get to the point where you are seriously considering physician assisted suicide, you're no longer free. I mean, like that it, it's been an, it's an overwhelming, the only option is death. You know, so you you need to kind of make decisions. In other words, society by law needs to make decisions to to protect those who are slaves to the 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 desire for death. Well, but if we're just constantly making laws, I mean, that's the right, right. And it's not it's not about law; it's about community. I mean, it's it's about having good community around me. So, this is, and it's not about I mean, really about laws at all. L- laws are only in place where where a community is lacking. You yeah. know, if we have good community that loves us. And that can be at our bedside at the hospital and say, yeah. you, you're not thinking correctly. Now, now again, there's we need to be, the podcast was great because it talked about how sensitive we need to be. And, and we cannot criticize or judge people in that state because they are, in a sense, slaves to the immense pain that we can't yeah. even begin to comprehend. But the supreme, the supreme law um, would be the good of, of the person, the individual person, mm-hmm. like the... The oh, I forgot the common good and the um, individual good. Yeah, the dignity of the human person. Right. Those are the the supreme kind of values, the supreme laws. Right. And when it comes to person, when it comes to persons, the as Daniel Chuchi pointed out, the only adequate attitude is love, and the only adequate attitude to in the face of a human person is love. Yeah. And when we see people who are bound by specifically um, pleasure and the pursuit of pleasure right. and the the satisfaction of their appetites, part of what you have to do is deny them uh, these natural goods that they are devaluing, and not only devaluing the goods but devaluing themselves. Yeah, that's that's ultimate. I mean, like. You know, you go to In and Out Burger, and then you throw like your wrappers out the out the window. There's there's gluttony there. There's wastefulness. Mm-hmm. There's like you know you didn't need that much food. So then it becomes this kind of consumerist. I need like you know I'm just I can't satisfy my. But what you really have to do is break that person out. Like we're not saying that you can't have these goods, but in moderation. Right. You know. Right. Um. So an interesting side topic. I hope I don't want to get too off topic, and I I haven't thought that I do it all the time. Yeah, don't worry. True, and I should do. But but there's I, I was walking around. I won't mention which campus, but walking around a college campus today, and and it was I was kind of reflecting upon you know what what I've heard the the substance of most university classes is nowadays is is almost completely focused on on empowering the feelings it's like and, and and making us feel good and as i walked around i walked through the student center and and everything i encountered was was like it's like you get you go to four years of counseling to make yourself feel better i mean it, everything around me was just hmm. you know if if you if you're feeling bad here here's how to way to make you feel better and that's good we need that of course that's why we have community that's why we have people loving us because our our emotions and our feelings are so incredibly important but there there was no intentionality to call call us there's no challenge it seemed again I, this is one experience let me just walk around from what i've heard but that the, there's we go to in in our daily lives there's no real challenge and as i was thinking about these these kids that that are going to college and they're they're looking to be affirmed they're they're, they're looking to to learn something that's going to make them feel better 
rather than being challenged. And again, I, I this is there's goods to this. Of course there is. But I, I didn't see any challenge in saying, let me go outside of myself to to even if it's not going to feel as good, that there's a greater good than the emotions and the the feelings that come from this. So but then I got thinking, it's like, you know what the world tells us? The world tells us that, in other words, the only thing that we, the reason we go to college is to make money, right? Mm-hmm. If What do I do with the money I make? I make myself feel good. Money is not an end in itself. Yeah. But was, I, I use my money to make myself feel good. And, and it, this is kind of what, what our society, as I perceive it, is telling us. So, you know, why would college be anything else? College is teaching you how to feel good, to not let the challenges and not let your insecurities um, do anything except say, just ignore them. Ignore ignore anything that does not make you feel good. Don't do anything that doesn't make you feel good. The feeling good is kind of the, the primary goal. But that's what all society tells us because that's what you do. You get a better job that'll pay better money and you use your money to feel good. There's not the same sense of of what I've you know the idea of leisure and you know and of of higher goods of virtues that we use our money we use our energy all these things for that and that's kind of what gluttony is. Gluttony is just saying I'm going to put into my body what's going to make me feel good and and we kind of gluttony then is the sin that kind of proclaims from the rooftops that that is the greatest thing for me as a person is to is to to feel good and let all the things that my body wants to do don't stop it don't hinder it let it happen and then don't judge me for letting those things happen hmm. when my body tells me to do something i'm going to do it and if anybody tells me that 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 is not helpful to me or to society or whatever i'm going to say you're you're attacking me you know i you're you're i'm not feeling good from this conversation you know so i'm i'm going to i'm going to in a sense rest and as soon as we rest that much in only what our body, separating our body from the other parts of our person. If I only let what that one part of my person reign, I'm, I'm going to, it's going to lead to further sin, therefore lead to further habit, therefore lead to further addiction, and therefore I am no longer free. Hmm. Gluttony is in a sense a, a movement towards slavery to what one part of my person desires. Mm-hmm. And then that one part of my person is the only important one after a while because my, the rest of my person is kind of given into it. Because again, like you said, I have to will it to 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 put it in my belly. No one's forcing it. You know, it's yeah. like that movie Seven, right? No, 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 no one's forcing the food uh, into me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, putting an image in your head. Um, no one's forcing it into me. I'm, I'm putting it in myself. But all of a sudden, my will that decided at one point to do this is now powerless. It yeah. now has no longer freedom to correct what it itself took part in. It can no longer it can no, it no longer sees options. It has to choose. Mm-hmm. That's where it's I a mean, slave to it. Yeah, yeah. And this happens. This happens in in many other sins, um, you know, particularly lust, where one loses the freedom to choose. Yeah. Like, and uh, I remember Doctor Brueger talking about um, uh, the first choice, like to steal something. Um, is actually one of the like most difficult choices one will make, mm. and then after that, one once one has already made that choice yeah. and kind of made that part of one's life, even though there's initial regret and whatever else, uh, later on, like that one doesn't choose it anymore. Mm. Like it's like signing up for Playboy magazine or something. Like when you actually go online and you're like, do I really want to do this? You know, like am I actually Am I actually going to get this in the mail every single month, whatever? And then six months later, it's like, oh, sweet, it's here. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so I would say certainly with um, with something like gluttony, uh, the choices that one makes um, can have hardened into habitual vices, and that's why it's a deadly sin. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a it's not just a gateway vice, you know, to other vices. It can actually be sufficient enough hmm. to drag you down to where you have lost the spiritual appetite or desire, the hunger for God. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, yesterday, or I guess it was a few days ago, I was with Father Brady Wagner, and we were um, getting ready to go to lunch, and he was kind of dawdling. And I said to Brady, <laughs> Brady, I hunger and thirst for more than just righteousness. So, so the uh, nice. part of what part of what we have to do is is we have to hunger and thirst for uh, the good things of this world, yeah. but in right order, right? You know, and I, and I think I think if if you going back to that image of just being plopped on the couch after eating a full meal, a gluttonous meal, and being plopped on the couch, you don't you no longer hunger and thirst for righteousness. There's like I I just want I I hunger and thirst for for more. For more, that's that's going to keep me plopped on the couch, yeah. in, in a sense, yeah. And our bodies automatically. A couple of the images that came to mind, um, full disclosure for me was like I have a I have a bad habit of whenever I fill, fill my tank up at the gas station, I go in and buy junk food. Like it, I I don't just stand on my car while while the tank fills up. I know there's those signs in there that say please remain with your vehicle. <laughs> but like I'll put it in, I'll start up, and I'll always go in and I'll buy just whatever I see that I want. What's your guilty pleasure? Those zebra cakes. Oh yeah, oh, those are so good, dude! It's like pure sugar. I bought one of those in. Oh crap! Where was that? I bought one of those in Yampa, Colorado. Yampa, Colorado, and John goes, "Did you steal that?" Because he didn't see me buy it. Oh, because like I had just, I had like you know, I just plopped like two dollars on the counter and walked out. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Are you are you seriously eating that?" And he like hated it. <laughs> but it was like it was those zingers, man. Uh, right. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, I know the name. But I can't. I can't picture the. It's like the. Oh shoot! It's like a sponge cake, devil's food sponge cake with oh. cream inside with the. Oh with, yes, with yes, the yes, frosting yes. on top. Sandwich, yeah. And then what I do is you take off the frosting because okay. it comes off as like you know one continuous chocolate scab and then i eat the cake and then the last thing i eat is like slide this frosting down yes freaking zebra cakes baby yeah they are it's like the same thing it's like just pure sugar but in somehow four different forms you got pure sugar that's frosting pure sugar that's sponge cake pure sprinkles sugar that's like whipped cream yeah 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 those are deadly so it's like but like like with me it was the habit i got in the habit of not standing by my vehicle when i pumped gas i always had to walk in to buy something so when i realized that i was like i'm gonna pump a full tank of gas and just stand next to my car and i'm, I'm standing there like as i'm getting anxious i'm like i don't do this this is this is not what i do yeah the same thing happens with like in the car today. I had an important meeting at 3.30 today. So I was like, I'm going to, uh, well, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't be saying this because we're supposed to spend every Friday without music in the car, right? Anyway. No, I, I'm, I'm, it's Easter. Okay. <laughs> I, I see it as that way. It's Thank Easter. You. It, is, it is Easter. It is. So and I, was, I, I was like, I'm not going to go without a silence. I'm going to go silence in the car, silence in the car. So um, the whole day. And so as I'm driving, all of a sudden I'm listening to music. I don't remember turning on the radio. I don't remember, but my body automatically, yeah. tur- when I was silenced in the car, my body automatically turned it on, started listening to three or four songs 
while I'm driving without even realizing it was on. And all of a sudden I realized I wasn't going to do this. And you I just had sausages, man. I, I, you just had I, sausages. I never, and I just said it was Friday. Alternate penance. Alternate penance. Yeah, but this, you can do alternate penance, but it's Friday in I'm, Easter. Yeah, it is. It is. But we There also, is no fasting. It's supposed to, every, we're going to do a podcast on this. Every single day is supposed to celebrate the joy of the resurrection. But what is your calendar? What is your archdiocesan calendar? Does it have a little fish on the day? Mine does. Know. Mine does. I'm, I'm trying Dang to be obedient it. here. I know. So, so, but that's, but, oh. <laughs> and it's not very Eastern at all to do alternate penance, but you, you texted me and it was like, do you want sausage? And I said, yes, <laughs> alternate penance. Alternate penance. <laughs> Charity trumps piety. You, you would have felt really bad if I had said no, right? You probably even had, already had him on the stove, didn't you? Just say yes. Yes, Thank I you. did. Thank you. All right. All right. Some um, music in the car. Yeah. So in other words, so I, I, my, right, slavery, slavery to listening to music in the car, slavery to walking and buying zebra cakes while I'm pumping gas. Um, or like even I, I've seen, a, I had a friend that did this. You, he can't buy groceries without grabbing a candy bar from the grocery aisle. You know how the candy bar is right there, yeah. right by right the checkout? Yeah. They, he always has to grab one. It's like he's he's a slave to that. So anyway, there, there's this is kind of gluttony. It's not the same sense of the weakening, but it's 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 something that you get used to that the body wants that you become powerless. Right. It's kind of it's kind of the end result of gluttony in a sense. Your body becomes it becomes habitual, and it actually takes a, a strong act of the will in order to fight this unhealthy behavior. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get to that point where you actually have to think about being healthy. Right, our bodies should kind of naturally desire its greater good to be healthy, but gluttony leads to habitual rejection of the purpose for which our body was created, which is to sustain us and to bring us closer to Christ. And gluttony is is the exact opposite. And this this is, I think, why it's why these fathers, when they give these big rants, they talk about you know how 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 much it leads to, and how it how it is kind of the greatest of the sins because it does lead to much greater sins. Mm. You kind of but I do want to end on a positive note though. Um, because the fathers do talk about how when you are able to temper your eating habits, when you are able to temper what when your body wants something and you can tell it no and actually and actually mean it and, and actually, you know, walk the walk, your body says, I want more of this. And you go, no, you know, that's not good for us. And you move on with your life rather than having this ongoing battle for the whole day right. like happens to all of us. Um, they do talk about what I mentioned a little bit earlier, and that is the 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 clarification of thoughts. Mm. The, the, our 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 mind and our intellect and our will kind of takes regains the throne in leadership over our body, and and that that is a, a great experience if you're able to fight and to to have your your body tempered. It's body's good, of course it's good. The, eating is good. That that's the whole point here. We need to eat. Eating is a good thing. Eating is a gift from God, and it's it's a you know it's a it's a gateway of vice, but it's it's a, it's a it's a beautiful one. You know, in a sense, it's a means to an end. Yeah, eating is it's a means to health, but it's a beautiful means to an end because we enjoy eating. We should enjoy eating, of course. Um, but but there's this if we if we put it in its place and allow it to be the good thing that it is and nothing more nothing worse then our thoughts are are can be clarified and I think that's a good experience to have the church kind of tries to force us to do that during fasting periods because it says even if the rest of the year you're not fasting fasting is just a way of the, of saying I'm denying my body the things that 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 would make it rule over the rest of the person. Um, also, one one quick note: um, the the noonday demon. What, what what would you say that is, Father Nathan? The noonday demon from Psalm ninety or ninety one, depending on. 
Septuagint or Masoretic text. You will not fear the terror of the night? Yep. Or the demon that prowls about at noon. The midday demon. Or the terror that prowls by day. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Well, it's a Chadia. Are we doing that now? No, I was I was just gonna say that yeah. it, it's it's pretty much. I mean, the, the fathers mention mention that psalm. Then, in other words, it's oh. the new name. It's pretty much saying the middle of the day is right after you eat. I mean, it, you're you're eating in the middle of the day, and all of a sudden your body just wants to rest and not to do anything really productive, you know. And it, again, that that happens. But it, if we can we can fight it, we can fight it. Yes, I'll do my best. Me too. Zebra cakes, zingers, <laughs> nutty bars. Oatmeal cream pies, fudgy rounds, Entenmann's, <laughs> so good. You're just visualizing the whole rack oh, yeah. in your head. Going oh, yeah. He, he, whenever I used to finish my paper route, which I did for a summer, mm-hmm. with Jeff Wheeler and Charlie, um, Charlie Wheeler, uh, we would ride our bikes to the marathon and get, uh, uh, all you needed was a dollar, and you could get two uh, strawberry shortcake, little Debbie rolls, nice, and a ruby red squirt. So good! Wow, for a, two bucks? For a dollar? Oh, for a buck? Yeah, because it was twenty five cents. It was uh, twenty five cents for those little Debbie snack cakes, yep. and then it was thirty five cent pops. Dang, dude! Some of those, some of those are still a quarter. Those, so, th- those, those little Debbie snack things. There's st- some of them are still a quarter. Like I right. think the oatmeal cream pies, they're still a quarter. Worth it, man. I mean, where else can you get 39% of your saturated fat intake? <laughs> you know? And you just work it down in like three seconds. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Anywho. All right. That's good. Well Yay, done. Yay, done. Okay. Shout outs. We're going to try a new, new thing here. Oh, yeah. So. Your body is a wonderland full of sloth and gluttony. <laughs> All right, uh, shout-outs from the emails. Ascension Young Adult Group in North Palm Beach, Florida, from Kelvin... No, that's his email. Know, you don't I'm need to gonna, say I'm it. Not, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to see if it was Kelvin. name. Just from Kelvin. Kelvin. So Ascension Young Adult Group in North Palm Beach, Florida, shout-out to you. Nice job, Fahrenheit. Oh, watch this. To the Barnes family in El Paso, Texas. To Gene, Carla... Ava, Nicholas, Patrick, and Leo from Matt Kaler. From Roger Nadelski, a shout-out to Fire. I gave that one to you. Why? A shout-out to Michael. Oh, for the from name. From Roger Nidzielski. Okay. Nidzielski. <laughs> I was wondering why you skipped it. A shout out to Father Michael Schumacher, my internship director. We listen to your podcast whenever we drive to the Edmonton Diocese Mission Parishes on Sunday. Sweet. And please pray for and give a shout out to my husband John who is traveling in India your podcast has certainly strengthened our marriage from Emily Robinson to Mrs. Robinson from Mrs. Robinson shout out to my boys John and Danny that both attend O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington we listen to your show on the way to school in the mornings from Brian Hyatt that's my that's my music that says I'm done Okay. We're done. We did four. We got to do more? Yeah. Just do, do, just do two more. No. Because then they're going to be... have so many. They're going to be all upset whenever like they get like a annoyed shout out. It's not annoyed. I'm still happy. I'm still... <laughs> You're the one groaning. All right. All right. All right. Gosh. All right. So- sound excited, Father Nathan. 
Yeah! Shout out to the men of Knights of Columbus Council 14130 out of Lexington, Kentucky, Horse Country. You're listening to 104 130, Chris Lukedich, The Fox. A shout out for my lovely wife, Chloe Sember from William Sember in Ohio. Okay, we can be done. (laughs) I wanted to be done! I like the Knights of Columbus. I'll, I'll, I'll memorize. I do too. I'll, I'll memorize your music. Knights of Columbus one four one three zero. Thanks for giving the last shout out on our podcast today. I did one after that. That I did. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Catholic stuff podcast at gmail Oh wait wait wait. One last thing. Okay. One last thing. One last thing. We promised it. I don't want uh, people to wait. Okay. Here we go. Ethnicity estimate for Nathan Goble. Nice. What do you think I am? Jewish. Incorrect. What? 57%. Now, this is why this is this is bad. Father Goransky pointed out when I told him about this, he's like, these tests can only do your matrilineal side. Uh, okay. So this is like my mother's mother. Okay. Um, this is what she is, which actually makes a lot of sense because... Um, I've seen her and her brother, and this. this so, so Father Nathan did a did a took a uh, test. Yeah, a I, I had to spit into a like a spittoon okay. and send it off, um, and Irish. then it came back. Irish. I, I'm not that impressed with it, honestly. So on my matrilineal side, it says that I am 57 percent Great Britain. Really. And 16 percent. Say your name. 16 percent Iberian Peninsula. So, like, I am, like, predominantly British, uh, Portuguese, and Spanish. This is crazy. Okay. (laughs) And then, remember, my grandma immigrated over from Italy. Right. Her grandfather, her grandfather was the Slovenian. Okay. Okay. 6% Italy. That's it. Uh, 4% Europe Europe East, 4% Ireland, 3% European Jewish. Nice. Mazel tov. 2% 2% Europe West, 1% Scandinavian, and less than 1% Finland and Northwest Russia. How much did this cost? 100 bucks. Oh. Oh. Now, what I need to do is I need to get my mom's... I need to get my grandpa on my mom's side to do it, because that's where I think all the Jewish okay. comes in. And then I need to get my Uncle Tom to do it, because he would get all my grandma's. Which okay. his would be, he would be fifty percent Italian because my grandma's hundred percent. Okay. Anyways, that's it. Nice, congratulations. Just in case you're wondering, folks, what's yours? Do you know? Do you have an idea? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, we, we say I'm seventy five percent Irish. My dad's hundred percent. My mom's half, and then my mom is also half Basque. That's it. Yes. So I'm like, I, you know, generally three quarters Irish, a quarter Basque. There you go. Yeah. All right. Alright. And now you know. Congratulations. Folks. I'm so glad that came back. John is like hundred percent German Czech. And then uh what's his face? Rap is like ninety-four percent Swedish. Okay. I you gotta insult I, them somehow. No, I know he's Swedish. And six percent um <laughs> illusion. <laughs> oh freaking out. Alright, right, Catholic Stuff Podcast, gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Check it out. Go get a zinger. Comment on iTunes. Don't be gluttonous. See ya. Love you.